Welcome to the DEI Discussions podcast series. This is the Women of Fintech chapter, and we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, we are joined by Funbi Banjoko, Currency Cloud's Global Director of Sales Development. Currency Cloud makes it easier, quicker, and cheaper to move money across borders. Funbi leads the company's global sales development strategy and oversees teams across EMEA, North America, and APAC. She's here today to share her story and some of the learns along the way. Welcome. It is great to have you with us. Thanks so much, Nadia. It's great to be here. Fantastic. So what I would love is if you could start off by telling us a little bit more about your role at Currency Cloud and what you actually do. Sure. I'll start with Currency Cloud first. So Currency Cloud enables banks fintechs and FX brokers to move money seamlessly worldwide by allowing these businesses to hold, convert, manage, and also pay out multiple currencies using our technology. We've grown from a startup in 2012, and we've just an office in London, to offices in London, New York, Amsterdam, Singapore, Cardiff, and more. So we're also processing around $75 billion worth of payments, and we partner with over 600 customers in the fintech scene, as well as like the leading stars like Revolut, Starling Bank, Visa. We were also acquired by Visa at the back end of December 21. So now we're part of the family, which is great. And my role specifically as the director of sales development, I am responsible for supporting the global sales development team with one, finding new opportunities, but also educating and qualifying those companies who could benefit from using our services. So we're always on the hunt for new customers. <laughs> which is exciting, right? Brilliant move by Visa as well. Now, you've worked outside of fintech a large portion of your career so I was really keen for you just to share with us what actually was it that drew you to Currency Cloud? Sure so I've always joined organizations that are disrupting the status quo and I saw the fintech scene was growing when I was in previous roles so it was a great opportunity to be part of it. It happened by accident though so my previous role I actually gave notice to leave and it was a three-month notice period which coincided with the day that Boris announced lockdown was going to start so (laughs) great fun. But it was a stressful time at the time. I had a 15-month-old son, so it was kind of balancing him at home with a one-hour walk around the block each day and also trying to figure out what was going to be the next step for my career. But it also allowed me to take stock of what I value in the workplace, what I want for my next role, where I want to be and what the positions I would be looking to apply for. So I actually stumbled across Currency Cloud by looking at different roles within the fintech industry. And I think the biggest pull was the company culture. So everyone I met through the hiring process was a human person, basically, versus a company that puts their values and says where this and that. I've I've experienced the good and the bad side of that. And I was looking for the good side again. So meeting all those different people in the process and recognizing actually they do live and breathe their values, you can just tell from the people you're speaking to, was probably the main pull for me moving into the currency cloud. So I love hearing that story and I love the fact that you spoke about all the different people within that process because realistically there are so many opportunities in the tech industry that lots of people don't realise. So I know that your experience and that transition into this industry, you were able to really see that quite openly. So I wanted you to share some of that with us also. I think during the process I met, so the hiring manager Zoe was amazing, it was like talking to a friend. So initially it just takes you off the nervousness. And then throughout the process, and we actually try and do this as part of our process too, we want you to meet different stakeholders and people that you may be working with if you're successful, because that enabled you to one, see the different types of characters and also get an understanding of what type of team you'll be joining. Because you don't want to start on day one and not really have met anyone, because you will feel like a proper newbie. And also we're remote first. So it's very important to get to know people 
on a screen because <laughs> at that time that's the only time and you'll be engaging with them so yeah I think we do quite well in terms of how we onboard people and also that pre-onboarding that starts as part of the interview process. Yeah I love it that you mentioned that pre-boarding because I think that is such a huge part of the experience of joining a company and that you've mentioned remote first and that you've spoken about a 15 month old as you went into lockdown and navigating career motherhood. I wanted you to share some of that experience, your experience in the workplace, not just as a woman but as a black woman and not just as a black woman but as a mother as well. So I wanted you to be able to open up to us on what that's been like. Yeah, so I quickly noticed within the tech industry and specifically finance, there were not many women, also not many black women. Personally, I've never seen my race or gender as a barrier, but I am conscious that other people may perceive that as a characteristic when they're talking to me. So joining Currency Cloud, I, one, wanted to recognise that I've been, I guess, able to show up as my authentic self and have that confidence naturally. And I wanted to give other people the ability to do that too. So I've supported lots of different initiatives in terms of women in tech groups and also trying to diversify how we recruit and within our current company. But also being black in tech and being black in any organization is quite a, a different experience. So allowing the black employees of Currency Cloud to come together, learn from each other, understand what each other do, what the challenge is to be able to speak quite frankly in terms of I had a, a job interview, I didn't know how to style my hair for it. <laughs> Things that other people don't really think of, challenges that black people day to day so having that open conversation where people can be honest and like just share their daily experiences and also take comfort in that it's not a, a unique thing to you it happens to others but also we can challenge that by turning up I think everyone's seen probably hundreds of hairstyles for me since I joined the company I turn up as my authentic self and my main thing by joining a company and industry which doesn't have many people from underrepresented groups was trying to be that face as much as I don't really like being out there but in order to inspire others you kind of have to be the face of that inspiration and allow other people to see that actually it is achievable depending on what background you've had etc being a mother i think has been the biggest challenge to date so you're constantly trying to balance the needs of your child your family your work and at some point something has to give i think the biggest blessing i have personally is having a supportive partner and family who work as a team like we're 50 50 in this household and also having a company who values family life and is supportive of that so it doesn't subscribe to presenteeism it just knows that you'll get the work done even if it's outside of working hours but that's I think the biggest blessing that one could ask for being a working mum really powerful words and I must say I relate to what you're saying about not necessarily feeling comfortable being the face of it but you know it's the right thing to do it's almost like a responsibility well look I'm in this position I've been able to build my career to this point so I want to make sure it's easier for those who follow me to be able to do it and it's more fair for them there's a lot to unpack with what you've been saying so I really liked what you were saying about like learning from one another recently written an article about mentorship and how that works both ways I thought that's really an interesting way of putting it because most people assume mentorship is top down when actually there's so much more that you can get from it so tell us a bit more so I feel people as you said often experience of mentoring is the mentor delivering the, the messaging to the mentee whereas I feel like everyone's got something to gain from that relationship so one seeing it as an equal relationship is really key because it's not just I'm taking from you it's also I have something to give back and the mentor mentee relationships I've had in the past have always seemed to go both ways, whereas I'm taking an understanding and download from the person that's mentoring me, but I'm also providing some additional context of things that they may not be aware of, be it the Black experience, be it the female experience, whatever it may be, or just being a woman in sales. 
So I think going into that relationship and recognizing that both sides have a journey and they can be on that journey together and also taking the opportunity to understand where the journey started and where it's heading again from the mentor and the mentee ensures that you can one, live those experiences in real time as they're going through those challenges, also reflect in that relationship. And, and to be honest, a lot of my informal mentors have actually become friends because of the way we've guided ourselves through those <laughs> different scenarios. There is just so much to learn, isn't there, if you open yeah. your eyes to it and if yeah. you challenge the system in which things have been set up, because it's almost like, oh, well, I'm the mentor, so I better tell you everything without just contemplating. Well, actually, let me ask, like, how is this landing? Tell me about your experience. What's your perception of this? I think it's fascinating. And I'm so pleased that that article's out there. Another thing that you've done is you personally launched the first Afro-Caribbean employee resource group at Currency Cloud. Now, this is really, really important piece for me to ask you about because I know your work is focused on hiring and nurturing black talent, but there's many, many companies across the industry that would love to hear about how you actually set this up and what it looks like because there is a demand and an interest for more of these to be built. Yeah, I think this was employee-led from the ground up, I would say. So after joining Currency Cloud, I recognised, like I mentioned, I've never seen my race as a barrier, but speaking to other Black employees at Currency Cloud, I quickly saw that that's not the norm. So the first thing was just having a little safe space of, <laughs> on a Slack chat and then the occasional video teams, because that's all we had the ability to do at the time because it was locked down. And then we turned that into a more social scene. So we do activities together and take the opportunity for everyone to come and present what they do, what their career has been to date, how they've navigated that career journey, successes and also the challenges they faced. And that turned into an an ERG organically. And we officially launched because it was kind of behind the scenes project off the side of my desk with just me recruiting any new (laughs) um, black employees into the fold. But we wanted to make sure it's publicized in terms of what we're doing. It shouldn't be stuff that happens behind the scenes. It should be part of our culture. So we officially launched in Black History Month in the UK, October of last year. And because we encourage our people to take part in different activities on social media, speaking to students at different schools to try and inspire that next generation, the work that we've done, I feel, has helped us be recognised in the industry. And we were actually finalists in the Black Tech Achievement Awards of this month, actually, um, in four categories. So I think that's a great testament to the work that we've been doing over the last couple of years to try and raise the profile of Black people within tech. Wow, super, super impressive. And congratulations for being within that shortlist. That's just amazing. Another part of this podcast, you'll notice when I introduce it, I always say we're here to walk the talk for change. I really want people to leave listening to a podcast thinking, okay, I'm going to go and do this. This is the action that I should do. So I love asking anyone that I interview around what more you want the listeners to be doing for genuine and authentic workplace inclusion good question i think allyship starts with one being aware that there are a number of groups out there of varying needs for equity and equality not just being seen and taking an active role in educating yourself on that so you're able to increase your understanding and also understand how best that you personally can support those groups and i think it's also quite vital that people often try to attend events that are of their own personal interest for example as a woman i attend women in fintech events but also majority of the time you know about what they're going to be discussing whereas if you're attending events that aren't part of your normal day-to-day you're more likely to learn more and then become a true ally to help support those groups so I think doing things that outside of your day-to-day norm actively doing that in your day-to-day life as well not just on the ad hoc months or weeks that we celebrate these things it should become part of your your innate culture when you're meeting people in a social setting or a work setting you've always got this at the forefront of your mind of how you can help 
support in these different types of um, areas. So I think that's what a true ally would look like. And it's just a continuous conversation. It's just not, like I mentioned, in those one-off months or weeks or days that we have to celebrate these different types of groups. Absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing so much today on the podcast. It's been brilliant having you. It's been brilliant learning from you. And I really, really know that our audience will take your lessons and go and implement them. So thank you very much for joining us on the Women of Fintech podcast series.